Assassin. You know I break necks, call me Jack Tate. I have no regrets while your life is fading. I'm a crazy fuck equivalent to Satan. When I'm behind the mic, I feel like the greatest. You know I break necks, call me Jack Tate. I have no regrets while your life is fading. I'm a crazy fuck equivalent to Satan. When I'm behind the mic, I feel like the greatest. What up, y'all? You're listening to Sports Talk with Trop, and I'm your host, Katie Trop. Uh, well, what a week of sports we had. Uh, we have a lot of ground to cover today, so let's start off on Monday night when we had the uh, national championship versus Michigan, uh, M- Michigan versus Washington. Um, the first half actually was kind of close. I mean, it was mostly. It looked like it was kind of going to be a runaway from Michigan, but then they just uh, they just kind of stalled out on a few drives. Uh, but the second half started, and Michigan just rolled. I mean, their defense played great. Their offense played great. Their quarterback played great. But their ground attack was what really got the job done. Michigan ended up winning their national champion, the national championship 34-13. to uh, running back Edwards had 104 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Blake Corum had uh, 134 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. So uh, both of their running backs went over 100 yards and had two touchdowns apiece. That's just kind of how that game went for them. Uh, defensively, they just really took it to Washington. Uh, Penix Jr., he did not have that great of a game, but in my opinion, I'm still impressed with the dude. I still think he's going to be uh, a hell of an NFL quarterback. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got for us in the NFL. But Michigan took care of business. You know, I thought, um, I've thought for a couple of months now, basically after the first month of football, I have felt like Michigan, it's their season. Um, I've just kind of felt like they, they have build, been building over the last few years to be a national championship team. They have choked each and every time they've hit the college football playoff up until this year. And uh, they were finally able to uh, get a win in the college football playoff and then finally finish off their season with a national championship. Um, this team really deserved it. Their defense played well. Uh, their offense played well. They had, uh, obviously, two really solid running backs. They had a good quarterback. They had some good receivers as well. But it just was uh, complete and utter domination by Michigan. We'll see what happens with Jim Harbaugh if he ends up moving on to the NFL or staying with Michigan. You never know with him. Uh, but uh, quite a few jobs have opened up in the NFL, so it's, there's a good chance we're going to see him head into the NFL. Then in other big college football news, the following day, uh, actually not the following day, it was actually Wednesday uh, when this was announced, but Nick Saban has officially announced his retirement from uh, being the coach of Alabama. He is a seven-time champion. He won six of those championships with Alabama. He won his first one with LSU. Uh, He had a very brief and mediocre time in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. But as a college football coach, this guy is uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest coach of all time. I mean, he completely, he actually did turn around the LSU team. Not a lot of people really talk about that team, but that's where it started for him. And uh, he could have made a hell of a run with them, but uh, he ended up moving to the NFL, going to the Miami Dolphins, had a terrible run with them, then ended up leaving them for Alabama and uh, completely turned around Alabama. They uh, went to the, they, they were pretty much always in contention basically every single year he was there, except for, I think, what, the first year or two. Other than that, he, Alabama has just dominated everything since he took over as coach 
And uh, it, it was it was shocking in a way, just because you know the guy's still on top. But at the same time, um, the last couple of years they haven't been as successful. They haven't won a national championship in what three, four years. Uh, so for them, that's drought. Um, but then also this year they they were you could tell it was a difficult season for them. And uh, even though they made the national champion or uh, they made the college football playoff. Uh, they and they actually played pretty well in that game. Could have potentially made it to the uh, to the championship, but they did fall just fall short. And you could just kind of tell it was a very very difficult season. And not that he hasn't had difficult seasons before, but it's just like dudes, what like 72, 73, something like that. So he's up there in age, and he's accomplished pretty much everything you can accomplish as a coach. And uh, so Nick Saban has officially retired, and we'll see what happens with Alabama in their, their coaching position. But uh, that really changes the landscape of college football for now because, uh, you know, uh, when Nick Saban is the coach of Alabama, you pretty much expect them to be competitive every year. Who knows what they're going to do, who they're going to hire, but this definitely affects them. It definitely affects their recruiting, and I think this is going to open things up uh, especially now that we have Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC this this next season, I think uh, Alabama is probably going to start to uh, fall back just a little bit, and uh, we might have some new takeover here in college football. So moving on to the NFL, and we have us the wild card playoffs this weekend. I love when the playoffs begin for the NFL. There is nothing better than playoff football. I mean, I, I pretty much say that about all playoffs because there really is nothing better than the playoffs. It's just it's just always great to watch playoffs in every sport. But man, it, football, it's just, I love football. And so, of course, I love football playoffs the most. Um, they are bittersweet, though, because it's just like after the first two weeks, after wild card and divisional round, once we get to the conference championship, it's like, we don't have as much football starting our day. Like, you know, football doesn't start until like three in the afternoon and during the conference championships. And then the Super Bowl doesn't start till like five in the afternoon. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's bittersweet. But uh, I'm excited, of course, because my Dallas Cowboys are still in it. And I definitely think they have a shot at winning the Super Bowl. I know, uh, of course, the haters are like, <laughs> not really. But sorry, uh, everybody who, who has made the playoffs has a shot. That's the way the playoffs works. El stupido. So uh, let's get right to it. All the wild card matchups. First of all, the bye weeks go to the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. So they will not be playing this weekend. They will be resting up and probably watching the games to see who their next opponents will be next week in the divisional round. But let's start it off with the wild card round, starting with Saturday. We have two games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, and a Monday night football game for the wild card round. So the first Saturday matchup, we get the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. Right now, the Browns are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, <clears throat> this uh, this Browns team has been one of the biggest surprises, mostly because of all the injuries that they have had to overcome. But uh, Joe Flacco came right off the couch and uh, has been playing like he hasn't missed a step. And he's really provided a huge spark to this offense. He has found um, a, a great rep with uh, Amari Cooper and David Njoku. Uh, this offense has looked really, really well with Joe Flacco. And then you turn it in the defensive side of things, they have held it down. That's This is why they are in the playoffs. It's because this defense is one of the best in the league. Miles Garrett cannot be stopped. You basically need all five offensive linemen to block that dude. And he's still going to get a sack or a fumble. The guy is 
is like a terminator on the field. He's just huge. He's a beast. And I feel like he is going to be a problem. Um, I love what the Houston Texans have done this season. CJ Stroud has been so fucking phenomenal to watch. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's taking over as the coach has really turned this team around. The defense, they've been playing pretty solid. But the thing about the Texans is you can tell that they still have growing pains. And I feel like that's going to show in this one. Uh, just because Joe Flacco is playoff Flacco. He is great in the postseason. As a matter of fact, he is tied with Tom fucking Brady. Yes, the greatest quarterback of all time. Joe Flacco is tied with him for the most road wins in playoff history. So if Joe Flacco wins this game on the road, he will surpass Tom Brady. So that says a lot about how well he plays in the playoffs. And I think he's ready to go, and I think he's ready to prove it. And like I said, I feel like this Cleveland Browns defense is going to be a problem, and I think they're going to be the difference in this one. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't be shocked if they force some type of game-changing turnover, game-changing sack. I feel like the defense is going to play a huge role in this one. I do think it's going to be a close one. I feel like the Texans are going to give it their all and play with the heart and soul that they have all season long, but I just feel like the Cleveland Browns overall are a better team. They're more well-equipped for this, and I have the Cleveland Browns winning this one 24 to 20. Then our Saturday evening game is going to be the Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs. Right now the Chiefs are a four-point favorite. Everybody's making a big deal out of the uh, the weather in this one because it is going to be apparently uh, sub-zero temperatures for this one. Uh, they're going to have wind chill, uh, possibility of snow. It's been snowing all week there in Kansas City. So, of course, everybody's making a big deal out of it for Miami. But I look at this like... Um, this weather is going to affect both teams. I don't care if Kansas City plays in Kansas City. Nobody is equipped to play in sub-zero temperatures. So this is going to be a difficult game for both teams. Um, but I'm not playing, uh, I'm not making my uh, decision on who I think is going to win off of the weather. I'm making it off of who I think the better team is. And I think the Miami Dolphins overall are the better team. I think their roster is better. I think they have more talent. And unfortunately for Kansas City, if this turns into a game where the Dolphins start scoring and the Chiefs are playing catch-up, that is not going to be a good time for them. Um, I also feel like whoever has the better ground attack in this game is going to win. And I've Raheem Mostert supposed to come back for the Dolphins this week. And a lot of people seem to forget how good this guy is. Um, and it's just because he's not hes not flashy. He just is a regular, normal running back. But the dude is money. And I don't think y'all remember, but I believe, uh, what was it, four years ago, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, they went to, the, to Green Bay for an NFC championship. And they ended up winning that game in Green Bay. Basically, same type of temperatures. Uh, freezing as cold, because it was Green Bay. Um, but Raheem Mostert played a huge role into why they won that game, and I think that's going to come into play in this one as well. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs have been terrible. I think all of us have been kind of just giving them the benefit of the doubt because they are the defending Super Bowl champions and they do have Patrick Mahomes, which, yes, he is a fantastic quarterback, but he has not had a great season. His wide receivers have been dropping everything. Travis Kelsey has been trashed the last fucking month of football or so. He's even been dropping passes, and they really haven't been able to get anything going. The defense has not been bad, but I just see Miami. For some reason, I have felt this for a while. I have, always, I have felt for about the last month 
that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to lose to the Miami Dolphins in the playoffs. Even before this matchup was set, I didn't know what round they were going to face off against each other, but for some reason, I personally have felt the Chiefs were going to lose to the Dolphins in the playoffs. So I'm not going against that feeling, because also, like I said, I think the Dolphins are the better team. The Chiefs have shown no heart the last month or so of football. They've just been bitching and complaining about the refs for the most part, and they just are not an overall good team. They're terrible in the red zone. They've had issues with turnovers, and they haven't even beat, they haven't even had a really complete game this season where they've kicked somebody's ass. And so while I think this is going to be a close game, I feel like the Chiefs are going to be playing catch-up, and it's going to be too much for them in the end, and I do think the, the Dolphins are going to have a good ground attack. I think Raheem Mostert is going to be the reason why the Miami Dolphins win this game, and I do have the Dolphins winning this one 28-23 and sending the Kansas City Chiefs home in the first round of the playoffs. Moving on to Sunday's games, the Sunday uh, early Sunday game, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Right now, the Bills are a 10-point favorite. This is another game where it's looking like it's going to be a snow game. Um, it's looking like, um, I don't know how many fans we're going to have in the stands because it's that type of snow where you probably should not be out traveling. Um, but it is Buffalo. I come from Reno, Nevada, where it snowed a lot. And when, when it snows, you just are kind of used to it. So, um and, and Buffalo is used to it. They are used to this kind of snow. So I wouldn't be shocked to see the stands packed. Um, but uh, it's definitely going to be a cold and snowy game in Buffalo. With that being said, it I don't think it matters what the, uh, the weather is going to be like in this one. Because Pittsburgh backed their way into the playoffs. They pretty much are lucky to be here. Their offense, not good. And uh, TJ Watt, unfortunately, is not going to be playing in this one. And he is the only reason why they have gotten any wins this season. He is why they are here in the playoffs. So without TJ Watt, I have even less faith in the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Buffalo Bills, on the other hand, they're at home. They've been one of the hottest teams heading into the playoffs. And just they're a far superior team than the Steelers. I don't even feel like this is going to be a close game at all in any way, shape, or form. No matter what the weather is, I have the Buffalo Bills blowing out the Steelers 30-17. to then the afternoon game on Sunday is the Green Bay Packers at the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, the Cowboys are a seven and a half point favorite. <clears throat> the Packers have had their ups and downs all season long. Uh, they've been pretty hot heading into the playoffs, but if you really look at them, Jordan Love has had his issues with turnovers. While he's he's looked really solid in 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 the wins, there have been some games where you're like, "Damn, what are you doing?" And so I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen in this one. The Cowboys have been great at home all season long. They're actually 16 and 0 going into last season. So that this. This winning streak at home, they just play well at home. They are a better team than the Packers. I feel like the Cowboys' defense is going to force some turnovers and uh, possibly even score some touchdowns. I feel like the Cowboys' offense is really going to have no issue scoring on the Green Bay Packers' defense. And I feel like this is going to be one of those those games where it's close headed into halftime, and then as the second, uh, second half wears on, the Cowboys are just going to start to run away with it. And I have the Cowboys, of course, winning 31-20. to then the Sunday night football game is the Los Angeles Rams at the Detroit Lions. Right now, the Lions are a three-point favorite. This is uh, Matthew Stafford going up against his old team, the Detroit Lions, and then Jared Goff going up against his old team, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, to me, the, the Rams 
are well-equipped for this game. I know Detroit's all hyped up. This is their first home playoff game in a million and a half years. Um, but that the crowd doesn't play the game. The players play the game. And I know we all think the fans play all this huge part and shit. No, they absolutely do not. And uh, the Detroit Lions, while, yes, they've had a, a solid season, they have had their downs. And they're not really actually that solid at home. They've actually lost a couple of pretty... Uh, pretty close and have actually had their ass kicked it at home. So it's not a, a home. It Them being at home really is not a big deal in this matchup. Um, what I think is the big deal is their secondary, and it's not that good. And that's not, that's not good headed into this game because the Los Angeles Rams have been tearing people up through the passing game. Matthew Stafford has been just throwing bombs to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. And then they also have the running back, Kyron Williams, who is also having a solid season. So I actually feel like um, this is going to be a close game, but I do feel like the Rams are going to have the upper hand for the most part. I wouldn't be shocked if Jared Goff has a turnover or two in this one because that's just kind of what he does. Uh, but I do have the Rams winning this one, 27-24. I feel like Matthew Stafford's going to come out, have a big game as he normally does. And uh, the Rams know how to win in this position, whereas the Detroit Lions don't know how to win in this position. So I have the Lions ending their season in the wild card round um, against Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Then the Monday night football game is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now, the Eagles are a three-point favorite. Um, I have no faith in the Eagles whatsoever. After what they showed last week against the Giants, that team showed no heart against a terrible-ass team. All they had to do was win, and they took their starters out in the second half, but that was after everything started getting out of hand. And then after things started getting out of hand, they also suffered a few injuries to some of their key players. A.J. Brown suffered a knee injury, and, uh, and uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, dislocated one of his fingers on his throwing hand. I feel like that is going to play a part in this, even though I felt like this team has not been playing with heart. It doesn't really matter. I don't think they're a good team, and I actually don't think they have a shot in this game. Um, <clears throat> it's just because, you know, the Buccaneers, they're not that good of a team either, but they play with heart. Uh, you could tell that they really want the wins, and they, they, they go hard every single game, whereas the Eagles don't, especially with what they did last week. I just don't, the Eagles have not been good for about the last month and a half of football. Ever since they got their asses beat by the San Francisco 49ers, this team has taken a nosedive. Even in the couple of wins that they got, they were barely wins. They barely beat the Giants a couple weeks ago, and then they got their asses smashed by the Giants last week. So this team is in a complete disarray. They're not playing team football, and you could just kind of look at them, and you could tell that they've pretty much already packed up and gone home, whereas the Bucks. Like I said, they're playing with heart. Mike Evans is playing playing well. Uh, their defense is playing great. And uh, I just kind of feel like Baker Mayfield's going to put together a pretty solid game here. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. As a matter of fact, I think it's going to be kind of a boring game, more of a defensive game. And I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning 17-10. to 10. So, yeah, I have three upsets this week. I have the Dolphins over the Chiefs. And uh, the Rams over the over the Lions and the Eagles over the Buccaneers, but that's just because you know I'm looking at it from a football perspective and not really uh, the, a lot of people look at the the Chiefs and the Eagles and are just kind of giving them the clout off of last season. And I'm sorry, this is this season, not last season. Who cares if they went to the Super Bowl last year? They ain't playing that well. And uh, yes, like I said, everybody's got a shot in this one. But I, I took three upsets this week just because. 
I'm just looking at the matchups, and that's the way I see it. Now, let's move on to my playoff predictions um, overall and who I think is going to win the Super Bowl from here. So uh, I just already said basically who I think is going to win the wild card round. Um, in the uh, AFC wild card uh, between uh, Cleveland versus Texans, I have Cleveland winning. Uh, Kansas City versus Miami, I have Miami winning. And Pittsburgh versus Buffalo, I have Buffalo winning. In the NFC wild card matchups, I have uh, in the Green Bay versus Dallas matchup, I have Dallas winning. The Los Angeles Rams versus Detroit, I have the Rams winning. And then Philadelphia Eagles versus Tampa Bay, I have Tampa Bay winning. So my divisional mat- matchups are as such within the AFC. I have uh, Miami versus Baltimore, so I have Baltimore winning that matchup. And then the Cleveland Browns versus the Buffalo Bills, and I have Buffalo winning that matchup. In the NFC divisional matchups, I have Tampa Bay versus Dallas. I have Dallas winning that matchup. And then the uh, Rams versus San Francisco, I have San Francisco winning that matchup. So my AFC Conference Championship matchup would be the Buffalo Bills versus the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Ravens winning that matchup. And my NFC Championship game would be my Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. And, of course, I have the Dallas Cowboys winning that matchup. Uh, So my Super Bowl 58 matchup, I have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Dallas Cowboys. And, of course, I have the Dallas Cowboys winning that matchup, not only because I'm a fan, but I actually, at the beginning of the season, my Super Bowl matchup, prediction was the Kansas City Chiefs versus my Dallas Cowboys with my Cowboys winning. So I got to stick with my early season pick as well as I'm a Cowboys fan and I'm believing in my team all the way till the motherfucking end. So we'll see how the playoffs turn out. Everything starts this weekend. We have three jam-packed days of football and I am looking forward to it. Now, on the uh, downside of the football news, we had three more firings this week as the uh, week rolled on, beginning with the Tennessee Titans firing Coach Mike Rabel. Uh, Then we had the surprise of the week, the Seattle Seahawks firing Pete Carroll. And then the not-so-surprising news, but still shocking, Bill Belichick was fired from the New England Patriots. Um, I know they like to say it was amicable and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, these were all firings. And uh, so we have, uh, even though Bill Belichick was fired just yesterday, uh, they actually announced this morning that Gerard Mayo is taking over as the head coach for the uh, for the New England Patriots. So it looks like they already kind of had uh, that in place. As a matter of fact, in his contract, uh, I believe back in 2019, they kind of signed a clause that said, uh, basically, you're going to be taken over for Bill Belichick if things work out the way they do. And uh, that is what's happened. So Gerard Mayo has now officially taken over as the head coach of the New England Patriots and the New England Patriots dynasty. Even though we already thought it was over when Tom Brady moved on a couple of years ago, it is officially over because Bill Belichick is no longer the head coach of the New England Patriots. Um, I'm sure he's going to be finding a new job here pretty soon. Um, he, I, I don't know how long he's going to be be holding out for. Um, th- there's possibilities that uh, openings could happen after some of these playoff teams lose. Um, so we'll see what happens with Belichick, but he's most certainly probably going to get another job. Um, Pete Carroll, um, he... He sounds like he wants to move on. I don't know, so we'll see with him. I I feel like he's going to instantly get another job as well. And then, of course, Vrabel will um, also get another job. So I kind of feel like all three of them are going to be getting another job here in no time. And then moving on to a little bit of NBA news that we had this week. Um, Unfortunately, on Monday night, it was was announced that uh, John Morant, the point guard of the Memphis Grizzlies, 
his season has officially come to an end. Uh, luckily for him, it is not the same way it came to an end last year. And uh, the beginning of this year, just to his own stupidity, it is unfortunately due to a torn labrum suffered in uh, practice earlier on Monday. Uh, he was uh, he was practicing and uh, he got injured and uh, they didn't think it was going to be anything major. They went for the MRI and turns out he tore his labrum. He just had to have surgery yesterday and he is done for the season. And that's a big blow to the Grizzlies because they actually were starting to play better basketball once he came back from his suspension and uh, they they also lost, um, shit, oh, God, I'm drawing a total fucking blank on uh, the other player that they lost earlier, uh, I think yesterday. Uh, they lost another player to injury. So uh, the, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies season uh, starts to spiral even more. And then uh, last night we had uh, quite a few blowouts. Uh, we had the Milwaukee Bucks absolutely obliterate the Boston Celtics 135 to 102, and this game wasn't even close. As a matter of fact, it was such a blowout that Boston took out their starters in the third quarter. Um, I believe it was like a 40 point blowout at, uh, at one point in this game. I mean, obviously, it was 135 to 102 for the final game, our final score, but uh, it was getting out of hand, and uh, this was just a complete domination by the Milwaukee Bucks. A lot of people have been kind of starting to. Uh, to look down upon the Bucks the last couple of weeks, uh, but I, I think they kind of uh, shut some haters up in uh, last night's game. Uh, then we had Oklahoma City demolish the Portland Trailblazers, 139 to 77. Now Portland is not playing great basketball, but Oklahoma City is, and uh, that is just straight domination. Uh, they were dominating by some insane amount by the first quarter. I can't remember. I think it was actually by 40 points in the first quarter. So they just completely do dominated the Trailblazers. And then uh, my Los Angeles Lakers got their asses smashed by the Phoenix Suns last night, 127 to 109. Uh, Bradley Beal had probably his best game of the season, scoring 37 points. And then Devin Booker also added in another 31 points. Uh, the Lakers looked like trash. They continue to look like trash as the season wears on. And uh, the Phoenix Suns not looking much better, which is why I was kind of pissed off at la the way uh, last night went because uh, the, the Suns were dominating the Lakers from start to finish. It wasn't even a close game at all, and uh, the Suns are not a good team. You know, it's one thing if the Lakers were facing off against the Bucks or uh, the Celtics and getting demolished, but uh, going up against the lowly old Suns who are basically in the same position as us uh, in the gutter, basically. Well, not as far in the gutter as the Spurs and the Pistons, but in my opinion, the Lakers and the Suns, they have LeBron and Kevin Durant on their team, so they should at least be playoff bound, and neither of these teams are playing playoff basketball, at least at this point in the season, and uh, the Lakers got demolished last night and uh, did not look good at all. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, fun night of basketball last night uh, for a few teams. But uh, So, yeah, get, uh, get ready for a fantastic weekend full of football, and... Uh, We'll see where we're at on Monday, and I will talk to you fools later.